This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. This is Jordan Bastion, MLB.com, here with Trevor Bauer, pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. Rather than a typical podcast like we do every week with myself and Anthony Kastervins, we're going to sit down with Trevor here today and just talk a little bit. Trevor, how are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. All right. Are you doing okay? I mean, because we're talking right now and Duke just had a tough loss. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was going to be a tough game for us. Down another player. Um Coming off of three very emotional games, two yeah, really no emotional kidding. wins, uh, you know, two wins over top ten opponents by one point, and one on a on a uh, buzzer beater, and one on a uh, a great defensive stand, um, which is uh, a good sign moving forward. So, hopefully, we can uh, get some of our players healthy, and uh, you know, get a couple guys back and, and make a push towards the uh, towards the tournament. I keep telling people that we're on the uh, on the Michigan State. <laughs> train this year you know you're banged up all year you kind of mm-hmm. fly under the radar and somehow end up in the final four so hopefully it plays out that way now you know i went to michigan state yeah i, I have nothing but respect for michigan state's right. program love izzo definitely want to go see a whiteout you know in, the, in their stadium at some point so it's on the bucket list yeah and i was in the izzo plenty of times when i was a student there and i gotta know because you are you probably pay more attention to college basketball than i do how good are my spartans this year they're really good Thanks. Really awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll, we'll be uh, interested to see what the uh, what the draw is in the tournament, but um, I think they're right up there with uh, with Kansas and uh, Oklahoma and probably North Carolina as teams that I think can can take it down this year. Are we going to see the blue wig? You you brought that out last year. Yeah. Once yeah, the tourney comes it's, around. No, it's here. Um, it was going to show up yesterday, but the game was at ten, and I knew I wasn't going to get to watch the game, so. Left it at home, but uh, yeah, next next game it'll be it'll be out. All right. Duke shirt, Duke shoes. <laughs> Can't wear shorts to the field, otherwise I would. In my shirt by the locker. <laughs> Which teammate gets a little annoyed by the Duke stuff? Is there one? Uh, yeah. Well, our trainer Chad. Right. Uh, went to North Carolina. Right. So uh, you know, the day after the game, we we're you know just joking around with him. Hey, Chad, can I get a timeout? You know, <laughs> Giving him some, uh, giving him some crap. I waited a couple days before I said anything. You know, just kind of let it simmer down because I know how it is when uh, when Carolina miraculously beats Duke. You know, <laughs> all the all the Carolina fans come out of the woodwork and just start talking nonstop. So I waited a couple days and slipped in a, a nice easy jab. Now at the end of last season, when we talked, you know, you had mentioned you wanted to go into the winter and really just find something that you really enjoyed to do. And I know we, we kind of saw the start of it last year, last spring, when you, you started building your drones. And I know that's a passion of yours, and I'm sure that continued this winter. Just how has that passion evolved? And uh, I think I heard you have a, a little fleet of drones now. Just where, how's that going? Good. First year was kind of frustrating because 
you know, spend more time fixing them after crashes right. and trying to learn how to fly. And then there's inevitably problems that you don't know exactly how to solve. You know, you're trying to learn everything. But finally gotten to the point where I do more flying than fixing, which is uh, definitely a fun thing. And it's it's interesting because it kind of combines. I, I really enjoy video editing. Right. Um, and it kind of combines those two because I can take video of the flights and then edit them together and uh, post them up to my YouTube channel, which is all like an avenue that I enjoy, a way to connect with the fans. And, mm -hmm. um, just kind of share you know, what I enjoy doing, um, outside of what people see on a daily basis, which is just, you know, sitting in the dugout or, or pitching. So, um, yeah, it's been good. I got, uh, four little racing ones and, um, actually got a, uh, got a, uh, the company unique sent me one of their drones. Oh, that's cool. Um, it's a really awesome platform. It takes a really like super smooth, stable aerial video and like really high definition. So, I'm uh, going to be flying that around the stadiums I go to this year and making some videos. Last year I took some pictures of them, but I want to make some like flight videos around them, kind of give people a tour, a little bit of you know what the stadium looks like from the air, right. and what the concourse looks like, and stuff like that. Yeah, we used to see you open the upper decks uh, last year at different places. Is there? A, we've seen some of those photos on Twitter. Um, your at Bauer outage on Twitter, some cool stuff on there. Is there a favorite photo you have or, or some that you've taken from different road trips? Yeah, I think the uh, the Pittsburgh one probably was my favorite. Um, obviously a beautiful stadium, um, the way the sun was at the time, and the, you know, the city in the background, and I think that one just turned out you know really, really well. Um, actually, you know, didn't get to spend much time at home this offseason, but at some point I'm going to take all the pictures and you know print them out, put them in frames, and kind of decorate my walls with them and stuff. So nice. that's kind of the plan moving forward with those. What was your, your you go to driveline baseball when you're in Seattle, uh, I know you're, are you in Houston, is that correct? Yeah, the Woodlands. And then also in, you go to California, so you have like a couple different places, you know, what what did you kind of focus on uh, this winter pitching wise? Was, it, was there one goal that you kind of had in mind, you know, going into this winter, whether it was approach or a certain pitch? Yeah, or? Mostly it was just uh, become a more efficient thrower, um, work on my velocity development, my velocity was too low last year. I actually felt like I commanded the ball fine, um, even though my walk numbers don't support that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I don't feel like that's necessarily a problem. Uh, I worked on it. You know, I work on everything, but mostly just tried to spend as little time as possible thinking about baseball right. and just separate from it because um, I've been overloaded mentally on it for you know many years. So kind of got away from it. Enjoyed going out seen some movies and, you know, flying my drones and just talking about other stuff. Right. Uh, made some parody videos with some friends and um, just kind of enjoyed doing other stuff. But that's not to say that I didn't, you know, get my work in because I was still doing six to eight hours of work every single yeah. day on baseball, you know, which is people don't realize that. You talk about doing a hobby and, oh, you should be working on baseball. It's like, yeah, I put in eight hours a day on <laughs> baseball, but I, don't, I just don't talk about that. Right. So. Uh, when you're focusing on velocity, a lot of that is has to do with spin rate. Is that something that you focused on this winter? Yeah, so the part of baseball that I actually enjoy the most, you know, outside of the competition, I enjoy mm -hmm. the general adrenaline rush, I enjoy competing, like that's obviously number one. Uh, but the the most interesting part about baseball probably to me is the, the research and development that goes into right. Learning about all this new, you know, all the all the little intricacies of the game and how to better teach it and understand it and stuff. And the technology has finally gotten to a point where we can uh, start to measure some of the things that have been completely, you know, hidden basically mm -hmm. or um, 
for the for the history of baseball. So, like you mentioned, spin rate. Um, that's one of them. We're in the process of doing a big study on uh, on spin rate and um, you know how Bauer units may affect. I, I named them Bauer units. Um, so if any of the uh, statisticians or you know okay. stat guys are, are listening, that's uh, spin rate in uh, RPM divided by miles per hour. Okay. So that's a way. Of, Bauer units. Yeah, Bauer units. All right, I'll talk to Fangraphs. Yeah, that'd be do. awesome. That'd be cool to get that up there. Um, but when you talk about spin rate, you know, it's like, oh, well, Chapman spins at 2,400 RPMs. That's mm-hmm. really fast. Uh, Koji Uehara spins at 24 RPMs. That's really fast. They're the same. Well, they're not really the same because right. Chapman throws 15 miles an hour harder. And so, you know, a, a 104-mile-an-hour fastball that spins at 2,400 is profiles way different than an 89-mile-an-hour fastball that spins right. 2,400. So that's a way of normalizing everything to compare pitcher to pitcher on what how much spin they get per mile per hour that they throw. Um, do the same thing with like curveballs and all sorts of different mm-hmm. pitches. It's a way to compare. And then I ran a study on uh, compared that to injury rates um, to see if we found anything. And then we're trying to compare uh, kinematic data um, taken with a, a control cube and taking the high-speed footage, three, uh, digitizing all of it into a 3D model, and then <laughs> comparing different kinematic parameters to see what actually predicts high spin rate or, and if there is a way to train that. Um, so that was one of the things that I, I really enjoyed about the off-season was kind of studying that and trying to formulate ideas on what that might be. Um, I got a camera that shoots in really insane frame rates, like mm-hmm. up to 18,000 frames a second. Huh. Um, but it'll get... 494 frames per second at 1080p and like 750 at uh, you know 720p so being able to look at exactly how a ball spins and um, you know we, we would color baseballs you know on certain axes and see how stable the spin axis was just refining the, the uh, how much you actually get how much of the spin that you create you actually use you know trying to align the uh, trajectory of the ball with the spin axis of the ball so you get the maximum break per you know spin that you're creating, and that stuff was really interesting. Seeing people get hit by paintballs and the and the ripples and the splatters <laughs> in, in a thousand frames a second was pretty interesting. Too. I was going to mention that. I was going to say yeah. it looked like you were having a competition. Was that was that to see uh, who was throwing the hardest? I mean, how, what ended up? How did you get hit by a paintball or, or somebody else? Uh, well, so how did that become the punishment? Well, I was I like to compete, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, I'm a I'm an intense competitor. I compete in everything. If I'm playing chess, I want to win. If I'm, yeah, you know, it doesn't even matter. I, I want to win at everything. Right. And uh, you know, the, the competition brings in a, an extra adrenaline component to training that you can't really simulate any other way. Um, so when there's an extra something on the line, when you're competing for something, competing not to get shot. Um, it boosts the level of, of intensity and it boosts your performance and then makes training more effective. What so were you guys trying to do to see we, who, who was throwing the hardest? We would do it on, on, on all sorts of stuff. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so one of them was, the main one was probably the uh, the velocity day, you know, when we'd get five or six guys that are all, you know, throwing. Now, obviously it's hard because you have one guy that throws 104 and one guy that tops out at 96 and right. stuff like that. So what we did is we took and normalized everything to... Each individual would take his, so we threw three ounce, four ounce, five ounce, six ounce, seven ounce balls. So it was five different balls that we were throwing. And we would take our high for the entire off season on each of those balls, add them together. And then we would take our high from that day on each of the balls, add them together. Mm-hmm. Whoever had the highest percentage 
gotcha. up there high. So it was all normalized so everybody could compete. You know, 14-year-old can compete with, you know, pro guys because it's all normalized to the individual. So, um, and then, you know, whoever competed, and it was kind of the rule that in order to do your velo, you had to be in the competition. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'd have like six guys that would be competing and uh, we'd be tracking it, you know, as it was going along. And they'd get to a point like in the, the four ounce and the three ounce ball were like the last ones that we would throw. So we'd kind of start knowing like, okay, if I don't throw this one, 110 miles an hour I get shot and so it adds a it adds a, a nice component of uh of competition you kind of find an extra gear that you can access well hey I will get to work on Bauer units and I, I hope Duke and Michigan State are on opposite sides of the bracket so they can both get to the final four yeah. I appreciate you taking the time maybe we meet up in the final four again maybe that usually turns out well for us yeah <laughs> all right thanks trevor i appreciate it yeah sure thing mlb.tv premium the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years watch every out of market regular season game live or on demand in true hd real-time highlights live look-ins pitch tracking widget and more mlb.tv premium includes a free at bat 15 subscription watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices watch at home home in the office or on the go every night on every device blackout and other restrictions apply visit mlb.tv for details it's blazing hot outside you get in your car to turn on the ac to get cold air pumping but it blows hot air out this issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the ac system you want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time ac pro recharge kits Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.